So we made a a short film last week and um, when we came outside from the final take, there were cops everywhere. There was a wedding next door. There was a church nearby and uh, the cops, four of us were walking along and we saw the cops in the distance and we just turned around and started walking in the opposite direction with no direction, going nowhere. And the cop started speeding up and he goes, hey boys, boys, can you stop? And we turned around and... uh, he came up and he goes, can you guys go over to the bus stop over there where the, the other sergeant is, where the head sergeant is, and uh, we're going to have a chat with you. And so we went up there and I was like, oh, can I go get my wallet first? So I've got my ID. And uh, he said, yeah, as long as you don't disappear. And uh, yeah, interesting because uh, Raf, who was shooting the film with us, had to catch a plane in an hour and he wasn't <laughs> with us at the time. And so uh, he, he didn't he didn't end up with us. He caught that flight. Which is good, but the uh, so he took off, did he? Well, he 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 wasn't he wasn't even there at the time, so technically didn't take off. Right, but he didn't come back. He'd right. already left, so uh, we certainly weren't recalling him. And uh, I had like a special card for the Lights Canberra Action Film Competition, which I showed them, and I think that calmed them down a bit. I was like, "Yeah, this is all approved with the ACT government," and they were like, "Yeah, you've got to contact the police if you're going to shoot any." depiction of violence or any depiction of illegal activity and because we'd filmed everything in a one take someone having a gun at a bus stop and getting shot falling down and staying down for like two minutes freaked people out i think if you were shooting a normal movie you'd have a crew of like 10 people there and you'd be cutting and doing it again cutting doing it again we just did one angle one take so i think it looked quite realistic and apparently bikers and drug dealers these days film a lot of their violence and share it around as like a warning. So that's quite normal. Mm. So if people called up and said, yeah, someone shot someone and there was someone filming it, they'll be like, yeah, that's normal. That's That happens all the time. Yeah, is, Islamic fundamentalist groups are known to do the same. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Uh, they so told us we could... They told us that we'd stop, probably get... Um, they probably... Uh, they said... I might turn down a bit. Hold on, keep could, going. We could charge you for public uh, mischief. Or a few other things, but in the end, I think they just let us off with a warning, a stern talking talking to, and they took all our details and a warning. So that was interesting. But one thing I wanted to do, I had almost planned on getting someone to follow us around with a camera and shoot it behind the scenes and enter that into the film competition too. Because the film competition, you have 10 days, 10 items slash locations to uh, and a theme. And the theme this year was small steps. It was all about the moon. Like if you noticed during that film, there was a... When I was on screen being interviewed, there was a rocket blasting mm-hmm. off in the background. Did you see that? I saw that, yeah. 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 It looked pretty good too. Awesome. I just filtered that in and like layered it over. But so there was 10 items and uh, if we'd done a behind the scenes of it, they would have filmed the cops too and the wedding more and it would have been like this really dramatic dramatic situation. Anyway, we didn't do that. But uh, we didn't end up getting played in the top 12 either. You're, you're lucky we don't live in some paranoid society where you know, 
got cops come running out with uh, with you know they, trigger fingers. They said if we had the toy gun with us, they would have made us lie on the ground till they'd verified that it wasn't real. And I think if they'd asked me to empty my pockets when they saw me and saw my cameras from a distance, they would have looked like weapons as well. Toy guns. Uh, are they legal? No. And also you meant to have a little orange cap on the end of it, yeah. which we yeah. took off because it looked fake. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's probably not, not the right thing to do. And I probably should have called them up and said, hey, we're going to be filming this. But I wasn't, I was thinking too much about the logistics of the shoot. And mm. this is why I think you need a producer who manages that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> when you're the cameraman, director, writer, slash actor in the same film, you might forget some stuff like the legal ramifications of depicting a murder in the streets. <laughs> That's a bit nuts. For your 40th birthday, do you remember Hong An and I went dressed as a, yes. a counter-terrorist? and uh, yes. As a terrorist? So his birthday was at a, um, was that a Connor bowling club or something like that. It was at the pub. Yeah. Do you remember? The, yeah. And we got there and went in through the front or the back of the of, of, from, of yeah, the place the ba- basically yeah. where the pool tables are and the bar is and hong on and i walked in there and everyone in there just freaked out yeah. so it was a dress-up party like a you yeah. know, full-on costume yeah and hong on is like you know dressed as a terrorist with an ak-47 toy oh. and stuff like that <laughs> she had an ak-47 she had an ak-47 we i was dressed had guns. i had a balac we both had balaclavas yeah. no, i had a balaclava she didn't and i had but like she was a, all painted and stuff like yeah. That. yeah yeah and i had like you're lucky to be alive it was it was crazy. <clears throat> they all it just froze. Funny. They all froze and just looked at us and scared. So what happened? And I was like, "It's all right, sorry, wrong room." <laughs> and I went around the back and shot everyone there. So. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I ended up going as a what's his name um, from Breaking Breaking Bad. Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So I had the, like the yellow suit and the mask. And stuff. Yeah, that looks so good. I'd made the the blue the blue candy. And, you know, they put it in baggies and stuff and just yeah. handed it out. It was awesome. I think I was out of town that weekend from memory. Yeah, I think you were. Think so, you so were. depicting illegal things. Yeah. <clears throat> Got to be careful. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so what's been happening? What's been happening lately? It's good to have the internet back, which is why we're doing this after, what was it, like six weeks or something like that? What yeah. happened to your internet? Lightning, lightning storm. storm? Crazy lightning. Yeah. Craziest lightning, I think. That's probably like the craziest storm we've ever had in camera in like the last thirty years, and mm. we had we had some crazy ones, but that was that was nuts. One a workmate lightning struck I think his next door neighbor's house or something like that. Just it fried everything except his I don't know I think refrigerator was the only thing that survived. Everything else got killed. Jeez, I was actually up that night and I was watching the the lightning. So from like yeah. from my place because you yeah. could see it, it was coming this way, and Looks when pretty. it was up like above my house, it was like several lightning strikes a second. Yeah. It was close. It Some was, of them were like insane, super close because yeah. you'd see the lightning and then boom. Yeah. Um, lucky there were no fire started as a result yeah. around here. But um, yeah, so that fried my modem and it fried the receiver, the big dish thing that was sitting on my roof. So, and then the problem that I had was that the internet provider just couldn't get around to, to replacing the equipment because they rely on a subcontractor to come here and get on that roof and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Got a long story short, I had to go with another provider, which in the end ends up costing me more money but there was an alternate option um and i'm getting double the speed now so i'm getting 50 megabit now nice i'm really happy with that Sweet. <coughs> so it flies i was on 25 megabit before have you noticed a, a jump in the quality like video quality or anything in your streaming mm, speed so um 1080p uh, 4k video 
I can stream that no problems now. I don't have to worry about buffering or anything like that. Speaking, that. speaking of 4K video, I um, was at Costco this week, uh, Payday, and they had a display model Panasonic Ultra HD Blu-ray player. one of the ones that's like 300 bucks for $79 display model. A 4K? Yeah, with full okay. full um, full warranty and everything. But it was just the display model with no box. And mm. it was like seven, 80 bucks. And you got it. I needed a new seat Blu-ray player, so I just got it. It's pretty good. Yeah, so I'm pretty happy with that. Buy those fifty dollar four K Blu-rays. Even though I don't have a UHD TV, I think it's just a future proofing more than anything. Like my favorite movies, I'd like to get for when I have got a uh, Ultra HD projector in the future. It'd be nice to not have to upgrade the player again. You mm. know what I mean? Because I needed one anyway. Now, as long as you can future proof. Because Alf, you're about to buy a TV, aren't you? I, I will be soon, soonish. What are you getting? Uh, I don't know, probably just looking at something like 4K and, you know, like as as best as I can get. What's your budget? Asbestos. Uh, as, asbestos, I can get, I yes. Can get. <laughs> um, Do they make TVs with asbestos in them? Who knows? Maybe. I'll have a look. I'll find out. Uh, budget. And then the government would have to buy the TV back off you and surround it in fences for two years and <laughs> like all this like <laughs> plastic. They'll delay it for as long as they can and then screw you over with um, the payment that they give you. Yeah. So budget, I don't know, looking at maybe a couple of grand, maybe? Two, 2K. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. They have some pretty good deals sometimes out at Costco. I got my plasma, my Panasonic plasma. We were talking before about the last of the plasmas, um, the last generation Panasonic plasma, which was usually 3600 I got it for 1800 at Costco. Here's what you do. Mm. You go on the net, look for the lowest possible price, ring up Costco to see if they have it, get their price and then you go to JB and just say beat that yeah. and they'll do it every time yeah, yeah those guys well, they'll, they'll you show them eBay they'll they'll match that at least or and maybe throw something else yeah, in or yeah, take a couple of dollars off that's pretty much They're what pretty I was good. thinking of doing those yeah. guys push so much more they're pretty good nuts. Yeah. Yeah. so I reckon it doesn't really matter the brand these days as long as you get like a 75 75 inch 200 hertz yeah OLED or are you going to get an LCD I haven't looked at You can get something really good for 2K. Yeah. yeah. So but I'm I, pretty sure I can get it. Yeah. I was looking at TVs yesterday and ended up picking up a... Well, I just wanted a cheap panel so mm. I could stick it in the gym. So that was 650 bucks. Uh, and it's a high sense, 100 hertz, 4K, and it looks amazing mm. for what it... And, you know, for 2K, you're going to get something crazy. Like the Samsung ones, now you can get like the really thin um, um, uh, frames around it and that just look, that yeah. look delicious, yeah. especially if you, you know, stick it up on a wall. Looks like looks like a mirror. It's going to be cool. Yeah. I've still got to plan my space and, you know, how that's going to work. So, yeah. Yeah. It depends on... on You're going to wall mount it? It It depends. Again, if if I can, I will. Um, But I haven't haven't laid out my space yet. What about sound system? So, I've got one at home. Um, What sort of sound system you got? I got a Yamaha. Right. Um, So, it's like a 5.1 channel or... Yeah. Okay. So, you've got a sub and... And are they floor standing speakers or are they bookshelf speakers or... Floor standing. Floor standing. Okay. Yeah. Nice. But we'll see. We'll see how we go and see if, if I need to upgrade or anything. So yeah, but it's pretty good for you know for what I need. Yep. So you're gonna set up your own little home theater. Yep. Definitely. In your in your uh, man cave. Well, it's yep. not really a man cave. It's it's, it's <laughs> your home really. It's your cave. Yep. It's Alf's cave. Sweet. So yeah. I'm loving that setup. You have to go check it out when we're done. I'll go show you. So a, a wall mounted. Uh, um, is it a, it's a 50 inch oh yeah yeah yeah. I've been in the gym yep. now so yep. um, I should put up a 
maybe I'll put up a photo up on the Facebook page, but sure. So I saw these new speakers today. I'd never seen anything like it before. It's like an, an array. They're called an ar- array. They have to try and describe it to the viewer, the listener. It's about twenty mid-range tweeters. Give us a look again. On like an angle, on like an arc, and it's meant to be. There was apparently the U.S. Navy had this paint, this sound uh, technology patented for the last fifty years, and so no one was able to use it. Thirty-three hundred U.S. or AU? Uh, that's AU. AU. Okay. AU. Um, like if, if those are high-end crazy speakers, that's actually not that bad. They're meant to be amazing and you're meant to get a special uh, type of amp for it where you tweak all of the things based on your room right. that you're in. And they have the option for adding a subwoofer, but the guy reviewing it said you don't need it. But it's just apparently a very sound, a very like practical filling a real room sound yeah. as opposed to, and like not needing to sit in the sweet spot. You can be anywhere in the room. Yep. Probably similar-ish outcomes to the Sonabs, I guess. The Swedish speakers from the 70s with a very different design. But it's just a very interesting, like almost like a live live setup. You'd see things like that hanging from the ceiling in like large arenas. So, Sonab, wasn't Sonab like a state-run? No, uh, I don't think so. It was a private company because they went bankrupt when they tried to invent mobile phones 15 years before their time. They invested all their money into... The owners invested all their money into mobile phones and invented some mobile phones in the 70s and they went bankrupt and then the guy designed a few more under his own name in the 80s. Yeah, I thought I read something on the wiki page that they were... It was a company that was started by the state. So it may have been in the 60s. So it's kind of like... It's kind of like Telstra, basically. That's what, yeah. that's what ended up happening. Eventually, it, they privatized it. I yeah. don't know, completely or partially. Yeah, but well, it was originally... I never, um, I never read that, but it could sounds like it could very much be true. I think... Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, cool. That looks cool. An interesting idea to have like twenty tweeters on an arc on either side, or mid-range speak. Like, reminds me a bit of some Bose stuff, different things like that. One of the things that hasn't really, like, cinema sound hasn't changed too much. At least, like in the the movie cinema um, cinema theaters around here, like the the sound at um at Palace Cinemas is pretty good. But like Dendi and Hoyts, their sound. It, you know, it sounds as good as it did 15, 20 years ago. Like, well, what's going to change? Like, speakers haven't like really that, changed. that. Yeah, but <clears throat> speakers haven't really changed since the 70s. Nothing sounds better than the best speakers did in the 70s. Mm. Like, you know how my dad's ones sound now. Yeah. They sound... Imagine how they sounded when they were brand new. Like, they're old now, worn out, everything. Imagine when they were brand new. They would have been crisp, crisper and cleaner and everything would have been so nuts back then. Yeah, but like soundbars, soundbars sound amazing um, for what they are. But mm. yeah, just in cinemas, like nothing has really changed and surely, yeah. who knows? I, I think I think what's changed is not so much the speakers because, you know, you get good quality speakers these days, but what they have is the technology of how much sound they can fit into a room. So that what, what, I've, what I've seen... And I think it was the past five or ten years was the the Atmos system, I think it is called, mm. where they put like heaps of speakers. There's like a hundred and something speakers yep. around, so they you know it's it's all it's all direction, so they can actually pinpoint where the sound is coming from. Yeah, and that's all like software and, and stuff, but you need the you know the hardware to go with it too. 
Yeah. But, you know, we don't have that anywhere here in Australia, as far as I know. I think the problem with that is it costs so much more and it's only like 1% better. Like the, the diminishing returns on how much you're spending and the improvement, it's not a one-to-one thing. You, you spend eight times as much to have eight times as many drivers and it sounds twice as good at most. I remember James Cameron, when he made Avatar, he was talking about you got to make people want to go to the cinema for the cinema experience and now there aren't really any sort of compelling reasons mm. to, to go to the movies unless, you know, because you can download them or stream them or watch them on home yeah, cinema yeah. equipment that is, you know, pretty good. So, yeah, they need to come up with um, something cool. I don't know what that might be. Mm. VR, maybe. I think the 3D, that was a bit of a gimmick, 3D. Are they, are they even doing it anymore? No. no. I mean, they... They still try and do the 3D, but they don't even advertise it as a big deal. And I think the fact is they use those 3D cameras on films now because they spent a lot of money investing in the technology. They're mm. kind of using them because they've got them. No one cares about 3D. No one says, I can't wait to go see the 3D version of the new Avengers film. Yeah, They just want to see the movie. And the reality is 3D was never 3D. It was just a bunch of pop-up books. It was just like four layers or five layers of 2D. Nothing ever looked round. Nothing ever looked... Like it had multi dimensions. It just looked like it was in front of it. Yep. You know I didn't what I mean? mind it. It's, it's all kinda, right. It's kind of cool. It kind of takes you out of the movie. Instead of being immersive, I feel like it's distracting. And you're constantly blinking and trying to focus on the right thing and worried about how dark it is because the glasses are all tinted. Avatar was done really well, though. That was amazing. I remember watching that in 3D. That, that, that enhanced the experience. Well, I think it's <laughs> controversial to say this, maybe. I was not. I didn't like that movie at all. I think you're controversial, Chris. I found that movie on par with Terminator Three, as far as how much I enjoyed it. I was just sitting there waiting for it to end. I didn't like the visuals. I thought the designs. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I'm not waiting for Avatar Seven, Eight, Nine, or whatever's coming out next. I'm waiting for Alien Resurrection in 3D. Dude, that'd be Alien um, Resurrection. I think that'd be was what it'd be called. But. Is there... I mean, the new Alien films are fucking terrible. No, they're pretty bad. They're so bad. They're just basic remakes of the originals, except with bad actors like James Franco and like shock themes like someone burning to death. They're like, oh, we've got these capsules, but one of them turned into an oven and burned someone alive. What? And it's like a basic cheap trick from a horror film from the 80s. Like, it's not even well done. It's just... They're terrible movies. Speaking of Alien... um. Mr. Mr. Kieran White lent me that. What's the name of that? Is it Alien Isolation mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. PS4? Mm-hmm. The game. Yep. I haven't played it yet, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. he said um, he said it's it's an amazing game. Uh, the reviews are pretty good on it. Yeah. And he was telling yeah. me how on the station, if you play it with your headphone mm-hmm. and the microphone, yeah, um, the game picks that up and yeah, you get full surround. That can yeah. alert uh, the enemies around and stuff it's like that. It's gonna freak so you out. It's freaky. I'll have to play it. Yeah, it's crazy. He said, "Play it, play it in the dark at night." Yeah. How, yeah. how many hours is it? It's like it's at least it's ten not, hours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like over over the top, yeah. but it's it's it captures the feeling and like the the ambience really, really well. Yeah, yeah. And you played it on the PS4 as well. Yes. Yep. And I think they're coming out with a PSVR version as well. Okay. Some stage. That would be cool. So that's going to be insane. That would be cool. Yeah. I would love to play. See, long weekend is the perfect time to do some online game like at night time just play mm. like a fun game with mates but I mean what are people playing these days I, I think the games that I want to play they don't 
really have they're not mainstream titles anymore so it would it would require going back and playing old games so kind of like borderlands or or something like that i don't know i think the f- flavor of the of the month is um apex anthem apex no. legends i think it's called what's that so it's a uh what do you call it uh a battle royale game yeah that's what everyone's doing now. yeah, battle yeah. Royale. that's that's the fortnite type games yeah. so it was released by ea or under the the banner of ea yeah but it's a game that doesn't have any microtransactions really or like it it gives it feeds you the the like skins and everything as you play the game so it doesn't you don't need to buy anything really what about real-time strategy games so something like um i don't know like starcraft or something like that is there people doing that anymore starcraft is still you know it's still got a strong strong following yeah um what else is there or even something like like something like diablo would be fun diablo just got with mates on gog uh like the original diablo right just got released Okay, so so the first game, really, they've yeah, remade yeah, like it. The, yeah, no, no. Wow. Well, it's not it's not the like it's the original. So yeah. as it was, right back back then, yeah. So you can download that and play it. Okay. Um, so when you say as it was, you mean like they haven't altered the graphics it, nothing, or no, no, nothing, no updates or anything. Right. So it's yeah. buggy as hell yeah, then because they've taken it off the market <laughs> or something. Yeah. Well, you know, with the updates applied, or, or hack yeah. or hackable, completely hackable. If you tried to play that online, you absolutely got yeah, smashed because yeah. it was so many. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that would be fun. So a Diablo type game online, Clickfest with with you know like playing with you and a couple of other people that would be a lot yeah. of fun. Did you ever play Diablo on the PS4? Not on the PS4, no. no. It's really good. They it, did a really good. It good looked job like it was made for console. Yeah, uh, it did look good. Yeah. Um, watch videos and stuff, but I never actually played it. Um, the PC version, obviously, I played a lot. The first one that was a good game. That's why I like Talisman so much. It's Talisman is. It's basically the board game yeah, version yeah, of Diablo. Yep. That's Heaps the, of fun. Uh, the game that gave me uh, RSI yeah, the, <laughs> on my index finger. Clicking, so much clicking. Yeah, that, and, uh, yeah, that was Starcraft. insane. Well, I remember there was, I think it was like the, you know, the Desert World? Was that like the, the, the second chapter or mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. And the, when you go underground into the catacombs, no, it wasn't the catacombs, it was something else. But basically, there would be doorways, and there'd be all these and there's lava-looking slug things, and mm. um, uh, you'd get bottlenecks, and there'd just be millions of these things. And my computer would slow down, and you'd no, just really? be sitting there like clicking, and just, there'd be like light. Yeah. Talking about Diablo. <clears throat> so yeah, that would be fun yeah. online, yeah. playing it at the same time. Do you guys have played Diablo three? Because I saw, uh, I was surprised. I was looking it up at Big W. They had like a special, like the special edition of the Wii. You, of the switch mm-hmm. with diablo 3 for like 500 bucks or something like that with like the it's got like diablo designs all over the right the console and stuff like that i thought that was quite interesting that they bothered to make a special edition just for diablo <laughs> of the nintendo switch it's quite interesting yeah well i mean it's it's a big game now um well it has been for the past few years so and it's it's been making money and they keep it current they keep uh, you know putting out weekly content yeah for it so like there's a um, so i'd love that I'd, yeah yeah i'd love really to good. that you know the only thing though it's kind of like a bit like what happened when we played destiny together you get one person gets keen and has more time or whatever and then you start leveling up and then it kind of ruins the online experience so that's one of the reasons why counter-strike was so good when we used to play that online was because you could just get on and play that on a server and there was no leveling it was skill up. based there was no exactly yeah. so 
but there's just, no monetization in skill-based games because no yeah. one the people who spend the money are the people who don't have the skill yeah. and vice versa and so by making a game that's skill-based you're then everyone goes off and plays a game that they can buy their way to win yeah and that's where business lies and yeah. that's where that's why you get I don't know. That's why you have to choose what type of game you end up playing. And unfortunately, online gaming is built around either back in the day, the people who won were the people who had the cheats. And now people who win are the people who have the money or the time yeah. to burn and don't have the skill. I miss that. I miss playing Counter-Strike. Playing, playing it on, on a 56K. Well, I don't, I don't miss that. But I'm, I, um. <laughs> <laughs> you miss all the good stuff about it and yeah. you've forgotten about all the bad stuff kind of? It was genuinely fun. Yeah, and yeah it was good. You can still play it. Like it's still out there. Oh, of yeah, course you'll have to you'll have to deal with you know all the the hacks and the not so much the hacks but the superhuman playing awesome. it. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Superhuman Chinese players who I think unfortunately, I mean not unfortunately, but the way it is now that the best multiplayer video game experience you can have is just with your friends in a room like a board game. Like multiplayer mm. games like Smash Brothers or Mario Kart or just cooperative games like that like retro gaming or anything like that where you sit around with a, a coffee and some snacks or whatever and just play for a few hours or complete a game like a, a 3d platformer or a 2d platformer from beginning to end with friends we should monetize board games <laughs> they already monetize and they sell them i actually dropped into the games workshop uh shop called warhammer at bell Conan. Uh, yesterday afternoon on the way back from a photo shoot for the Canberra Comedy Festival. Um, side note, anyone who wants to come to the Canberra Comedy Festival show that I'm doing, Three Blind Men, there's about 10 tickets left. So jump on the Canberra Comedy uh, website and you can get your tickets, $20 each, Wednesday the 20th of March at 9.30pm. If you want to get there, the tickets are almost sold. So I was there at the board game shop and it was packed, but I asked the guy if they sold any talisman stuff and he said, no, we don't sell that stuff right now. Apparently, they're re-releasing Relic, though, the people who make Talisman. Yeah. So, re-releasing a better version of Relic, which has the expansion built in, I believe. But he said everyone is asking about Talisman. They have to turn people away all the time. It's interesting, actually. And you should see what these things are going for on, on eBay as well. So, I lent Talisman to, to Kieran with all the expansion packs. So, he was at the coast, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and he took it with him. And then he brought it back and he was talking to another workmate about it and he lent it to him. So I had to get it back this quick and so we could play it. But, um, so he, he said he, him and his kids like really, really liked it. So now he's bought it and he's eventually going to get the expansion packs. Um, it's a damn good game, man. Mm. So yeah, if you like board games and you like Diablo uh, and you like casting spells and fantasy type stuff... With multiple options for characters, multiple different ways. The thing about that game, I was talking to the guy at the shop about it, was that it's got a really low barrier to entry because even though like, it's very complex if you had all of, the, all of the stuff that's written on the adventure cards, if those were in a giant 150-page instruction book, you'd never play it. Mm. But every single adventure card is an instruction manual. Yep. It's like a paragraph from an instruction manual. Well-designed game. Yeah, so you instead of saying, oh, you've run into an imp, check the instruction manual to see what the imp does, it just tells you what it does. Yeah. And every single item is like that. Every it's single simple. thing is like that. It's simple to start and all it requires is that you know how to read. But the strategy in it 
and you know it's quite dynamic from that perspective so there's yeah. a lot of depth i guess yeah. in terms of how you can play the game what mm-hmm. strategy and yeah. and and the sort of different things that can that can play out various scenarios depending on your character and just who yeah. you're playing with and very interactionary if you well decide to be casts. a certain way i have to react yeah. if you're like i'm gonna kill everyone all the other characters straight away you have to become very defensive but if you decide you're going to be cooperative in a way you can do that as well. To, to, to finish the game, yeah. <laughs> so silly me, you know, I, the last time we played it together, I thought we were all playing cooperatively. <laughs> but turns out that I was mistaken, Mr. Chris. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's both co-op and, you know, like... Um, PvP, Ruthless. Uh, PvP. Ruthless. Yeah. Well, let's be clear. The way you were trying to cooperatively finish the game was to kill everyone else in the game. So, that's fair. And so I had to facilitate my yep. own death or else I was being unsportsmanlike. Yeah, it's a very self-sacrificing. We could have all taken comfort in me winning. You, you probably could have taken more comfort in killing everybody than everyone else who was dying. <laughs> it sound like you sound like a, a right-wing, polit- like a, someone who's like a billionaire who's like, "Hey, why can't you all just be happy for me in my private jet? Go back to work." <laughs> who, it's cool. who, who was it's cool. that was stealing the the talismans? It was, was, was it, you it was Raph, Raph started the whole yeah, thing. So he right. was the yeah. catalyst because he stole a spell he off was, me that he then, and he was thinking ahead. So then he stole that off him and then ruined everything for everyone. <laughs> ruined the game. Then everyone Well, left. I was trying to teach Raph how to stop you winning. And then I realized Raph couldn't do it. But because of what he'd done, I was able to do it. So I was, he stole the talisman off you. And then I was able to steal the talisman off, the spell off him that stole the talisman off you again. Because something like that. Mm. But I looked it up online and they're like, yeah. When, when when pros play it, you never make a run for the end of it unless you've got a counter spell and two talisman, do or you, else you don't, or else you don't do it. You want to know? Want to know what else is um is interesting? Three <clears> D <throat> printers. You've seen them. You can even get them in Aldi these days. A like, guy at work was talking about having one for three hundred bucks. Yeah. So if you spend say. 1500 bucks you can get yourself like a really 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 good one um there's a guy at work that has one he's brought in bits and pieces that he's made so i thought hmm interesting if you're making all that stuff you could probably download plans to you know get your own little warhammer bits and pieces and then i googled that turns out you can definitely for sure and that would be a cool thing as well like for 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 talisman get like a big massive dragon or something like that that'd be pretty cool Mm. um but the other thing that I found was Transformers. People have basically ripped off blueprints for Transformers and you can download them and, and blueprint your own classic Transformer models and stuff like that. Figurines, it's crazy. You can pretty much do anything. Like I, That's pretty awesome. So when are you getting one and what are we going to make? We're going to make a... Alf, can you start designing a Beast Monkey model, the, the monkey, the big ape, with like... Yeah. If beast I got monkey one, written on his chest. The first thing I would make would be actually yeah, making a beast monkey. And then we can. Figurine would be I'll paint them all. I'll paint them and we can. Xenomorphs. Oh, yeah. Big dragons. So. Big wizards. Big like space marine looking cool. things. Yeah, what was I thinking? You can make all sorts of stuff. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of options. And you can, like, some of the. Some of the it's all like one piece yeah. right so you can make like really complex and you just um, cut around it yeah and stuff you don't have to do anything like it's yeah look it up speaking it's of awesome. speaking <laughs> of space marines we still need to open that box i gave you the starter kit of warhammer Forty Thousand. was it not this christmas but the one before that yeah or birthday or something no, it was that was my birthday was your birthday ago. like yeah, yeah january 2018 yeah it's still sitting there, it's still fine but did I give you a paint kit for that as well? I a think starter you paint mo- kit. You which did had clippers you, and glue yep. and all that, so we can sit down one day, build them, wait, go for a swim or something, come back in when they're all dry, 
and then give them a paint and then when that's dry have a game on the tabletop yeah it'd be a lot of fun I, I really want to paint but I'm, I'm afraid of screwing it up the talisman bits and pieces because I, I did an, a, a Google search um, a couple of days ago and just wanted to see what people had done you can actually buy like the entire sets on eBay for about 500 bucks um, in fact it might even be more than that I think people are charging like 50 or 60 bucks for like a painted for one figurine so, painted yeah. yeah painted painted oh, talisman ones jeez they look they look the shit though yeah yeah, but that would just make the game a lot more, you know, because sometimes it's kind of hard to tell who's who. Mm. But um, yeah. Good I think fun. the best way to start is to give them all a white undercoat or a black undercoat, depending on what their final. If they're going to have a dark end color, you give them the black undercoat. If they're going to be a very light overall color, you give them the white undercoat. Yeah. That's the first thing you do to all of them. So you get your little hobby knife out and you get rid of all their edges. You know how some of them have the mold lines around the halfway, like around over their head, they'll have like a line. Yeah. You just scratch all that off and then you just do the basics. So you give them all the undercoat and then that's done. You don't have to worry about that for a bit. They're black or they're white. And then the next time you have a go, you go in, oh, I'm going to do the basic colors. So they're going to be wearing blue pants, a skin colored face you just do all the basic stuff to all of them first and then once you get better at that you get better from doing that you can go in there with a really fine brush mm. and start doing the little things and there's the things called washes so it's they're very very watery and you just dab them onto their hair if their hair is yellow you put on a uh, a flesh wash color over that and it sort of seeps into all the gaps. You give me all sorts of ideas here. I'm thinking like it's with a so 3D easy. with a 3D printer, you could just pimp up the whole board as well. Oh. Like, you know, like the tower and stuff like that and yeah. the dungeons. Like you can actually start well, creating the Well, we've seen that settings. online. You could just that would look unreal. bring out a constructible thing that would cover your yep. whole table almost. Yep. <laughs> and everyone could have little stable tables of their own character. Yeah. But you could, yeah, have the planes could actually be like a little... Little put some, square put some of, grass and bit stuff of grass, it. and you could put leave like sheep. a little flat bit for sticking the character on, so they didn't fall over. And some cattle and stuff on it. <laughs> Have like living miniature bison. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing um online. Uh, I think it was Corridor Digital, the channel where they built a um, what's that game with the with the sheep and the roads and the rocks? Carcasses. No, no, the other one. Um, you know, you have to build a road to. Oh, Catan. In between your cities. Catan. Uh, yeah, yeah, Catan. So they Catan. built like a whole board in 3D with right. Catan and it's it, like it snaps together with magnets. So That's like you, cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so you can download the models and stuff and um, it's awesome. And put magnets in the bottom of the, the characters in their little foots thing so, and have them in the bottom in every spot so they wouldn't fall over. So that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll um, mm. start pimping up talisman um, game set and and then I'll, I'll, I'll hook up the camera and we'll do like a live YouTube um, gaming session. Yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, that looks nuts. Oh, wow. Jeez, that's crazy. Make sure you post that on, on the Facebook. Do like a 14-hour uh, talisman session yeah. live on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it exists, but I don't think it exists by anybody who's actually entertaining to watch. So we'd have to have the headsets like you were talking about, Alf. So we would be out of like Bluetooth headsets that we could walk mm. around with so they're not like cords everywhere. And we could just set up a few cameras with power cords set to them and a live feed. So you'd have like a bird's eye view camera, a GoPro pointing down with the wide angle on. Yeah, I need to I need to do more research on what, what young Jamie is doing with um oh, what's it called? The pro I forget the name of it. Oh the, the camera splitters, yeah. Yeah. I'm still convinced though that 
they don't do the best camera options. I reckon there's better ways. I think ways it's the lighting. It. It's it, the problem's not not so much how they have set it up. It's more I think the lighting is probably not getting the best out of those cameras because those cameras are pretty good. They but use high end they Sony. U- they're not. They're using camcorders though. They're not using interchangeable lens cameras. And I think you need to use the interchangeable. The lenses aren't as good as everything else in the camera. Right. So they use it because those DSLRs. Yeah. They have like a 30 minute cap on how long they'll record because they overheat and stuff like that. Because they're camera, they're still shot cameras as well as video cameras. But there are cameras you can buy that are camcorders with interchangeable lenses. And you want to get those interchangeable lenses, even with a good autofocus on it. Yeah. And either overwrite their firmware so they don't stop recording or find something else. There's different options. There has to be an option for putting a better lens on a good camera. Because it should look cinematic quality. It should look, you know, when you see those high-end documentaries mm. and their focus is so sharp and it looks so good. Why don't the podcasts look like that? It is weird, isn't it? There's no reason why. And some podcasts do do that. They look, bother. The, um, is it the fighter and the kid? Yeah. That looks really good. I tell you which one looks really good now is the Showtime one. The one that Sharp does on the side, ben, right. Brendan Sharp, because they, they've got their full studio cameras ready to go. And it looks way better. Fire on the Kid looks good, but that's still just a handy cam, like a camcorder, a prosumer camcorder. They're not even using, like the amount of money they use, they could really knock the competition out by having TV quality mm. shots. So where should we set it up? Should we set it up in here? I think it, there's a lot of options. I think it depends what you want to do. I'd, I'd actually like to set it up permanently. I'd like to, you know, set up a table here and actually lay out the yeah well that's what i think you'd need is having a table and you would have like a camera pointed at each person and then like a a wide angle gopro Hmm. what i would like actually maybe in here is a camera that's doing circles slow a drone we set up a drone well not even a drone just a track we'll hire someone we'll get hung on to like fly a drone (laughs) from outside doing a loop of the house yep. and so you've got through the windows but what I'm talking about is a track like a tra- upside down train track above us that's rotating so you've got the Tarantino style like Reservoir Dogs or Death Proof shot constantly that would be <laughs> that would change the game everyone would be like can you see how they're shooting this fucking podcast we should set up like a cherry picker outside as well for why not uh, why not set, set tracks around the house yeah, and just yeah, have like a yeah. proper like film crew just following with <laughs> Definitely one out there. Why not just use 360 cameras? Because I'm, you know, YouTube does have that function now where you. Can why don't Why don't we Why don't we shoot it in 3D cameras? Yeah. We do like a 3D POV, so you can see inside our eyes. <laughs> We're all wearing helmets with cameras in with, them. With VR, <laughs> we do like a VR version of of um, Beast that, Monkey Talisman. And we'll do like a raid on someone else's house, and we'll all be wearing. <laughs> we'll do like a live raid where we take over someone's house. If we do a session, we'll have to make it uh, a dress up as well. So, um, Chris, you'll have to dress up as it. who was your last character? What were you? I oh, like a talisman character, mm. like a priest. You were a, a priest. George Pell, the card. You'll have to dress like George <laughs> Pell. Alf, what were you? What was I? Um, I was one of the female characters. Uh, I can't remember. You went the. You, the source. Were you the priestess, actually? No, I wasn't the priestess. Um, hmm. I was that little fairy thing. I'll have to get some. Yeah, wings. that's right. Yeah, because I had the thief as well in my in my card deck as well. Yeah, at one stage, but I, I didn't get to play the rogue or whatever it is. Yeah, 
But seriously, all you need is one 360 camera from above. So then the the user, like the you know the viewer, can pick where yeah where they want to look. Yep. Lots of ideas. Yeah. And it all sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun and a little bit of money. Yeah. It doesn't sound cheap. Having I, like, you know, it wouldn't cost that much. It I, just depends. It just depends. I, I like the idea of maybe getting into the the black, black magic, which is a brand that do entry level TV quality. Um, okay, send camera some, setups. Send I'll send you links. the links, and they do setups where you buy like multiple cameras, and they use like the micro four thirds sensors, so they're not too expensive, which is good enough quality. Like it's a bigger sensor than I've got on my Sony, and you saw how good the Sony looked on oh, that, that film. It looks so good, and there's a compromise for moving cameras. When a camera is moving, you want a big enough sensor that you get enough light in. But if it's too big, then the stability becomes a problem because physically, the bigger the sensor is, the more it moves. Yeah. So when you shake, if the sensor's twice as big, you get twice as much movement. Does that mean, or even four times as much movement. So you yeah. need even better gimbals and stability control. So that's why the Sony can do that that Steadicam mimicry when I'm just holding it is because the sensor is big enough to get enough light in, but not too big. It's a one-inch sensor as opposed to like a full frame is like two and a quarter inches or something. It's like double that size. Sony, Sony did that steady cam stuff really oh, well. That's so why good. they put a big paint on it. So good. They're, they're steady, like their controls and their new Sony A7 Mark III, the body of it you can get for about two and a half grand if you find a good deal without any lenses. That camera is ridiculous. If you put a good lens on that, a good Sony lens on that, you will take shots that look like they're from the best movies in the world and it's like three grand. It's out of control. Out All of right. control. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start setting it up. I like this room actually. The only problem with this room is that during the warmer months it gets too hot yeah. and I don't have any aircon in here and even, even if I did put aircon in here it would just be noisy and annoying. I think the key is that podcast rooms are meant to be hot and you're meant to sweat during a podcast. Metaphorically. No. Literally. Literally. Yeah, I'm literally sweating right now. You're meant to sweat during a podcast. It's good. It's like being in a sauna. You put some towels down. I'm sure all the listeners are sweating. I, I could do, we could do a podcast there in the sauna because there's, there's one right there. Maybe just one of us right sits in the you. sauna. I don't think all three of us would fit. Actually, I hadn't used that thing for like three months and God damn, it's tough. I got used to it, but the last, I sat in it for 40 minutes and the last 10 minutes... I wanted to just, just rip out of there and just, this is suffocating, but it's good. I, I know exactly what you mean when I have a really hot bath and I put a timer on for 30 minutes. The last 10 minutes of it, I'm just like, <gasps> it's yep. so difficult physically. You're like, yep. this is insane. But those last bits are the bits the, where your the, body's, that's when you're making yep. the difference. Yep. Like tonight, I'm planning on going home, spending half an hour to an hour, depending on how my body's feeling on the exercise bike, yep. doing weights, taking the dogs for a walk and then having a half an hour hot bath followed by a half an hour cold bath. And my body, at the end of it, the hot bath is so much harder than the cold bath. So much harder. It is. I did I did a weight session this morning and went for a run with the dogs. Max was being fat and lazy, but he was slowing me down. But um, I was really sore after it. But after I did that thing and jumped in the pool and had a cold shower, I feel fantastic. Fantastic. I can do it all again tomorrow. But yeah. Could try doing it. Who's that? Is that? That's Rocky. <laughs> whenever, whenever there's like dogs on the podcast, 
It's always Rocky. <laughs> it's always Rocky. He's like banging on the door or whatever. Silly boy. He loves the the glamour. He loves the the lifestyle of the podcast. He's a beast. He's a podcast dog. He. Uh, so what's happening this week? What do you got coming up? So, um, what I want to do. I don't know. With these colder months coming up, I need to need to mix things up a bit. Mix up the routine so that I don't get bored. Yeah, what do you? What type of things are you talking about? Like sexually? No, no, not sexually. I was thinking more. Um, so probably, probably start doing more running and less riding, because riding is it's it's a grind, man. When Canberra, you know, you know what it's like. It's just cold and miserable, and it's mm. dark as well, right? So, so if I do like the commute to to work, or if I do um, training sessions and stuff on the bike, it it's just dark. Mm. and cold the whole time there's no sun you get no sun because yep, you're yep. just inside an Horrible. office all day long so something i might just start running in the mornings and then doing maybe two three rides tops into into the office throughout the course of the week on the road bike and um and then yeah and then just do mountain bike rides on the weekend that's about it so yeah other than mm. working gonna go on a holiday as well in july with hong on gonna go to thailand for two weeks we're gonna to go to bangkok for a week and then we're gonna to go to koh samui we've been to koh samui before it's awesome um and then and then yeah maybe depending on how things go i wouldn't mind going back to vietnam at the end of the year vietnam's just a really cool place to visit i think most times but particularly during the christmas period so had mm-hmm. a lot of fun the two times that i've been there during that time so so yeah um other than that uh, little projects so finishing my gym you guys have seen that so it's almost there i think in terms of equipment i think i pretty much have everything i need wouldn't mind getting a, a boxing bag there so i can mm. do some striking some kicking um well, i was thinking of getting back you into should get that have you seen the um who's that dutch mma fighter bar bars bars rooten mm-hmm. you should get online and have a look at his um rogan has one of them his um, it's like a, a a kicking punching thing, which has like the it's not the same as a a bag, which is meant to cause you arthritis in your joints over time. No doubt. It uh, it's like a bunch of different movable, like impact driven flag systems. So like, there's arms that come off it, and they've got like these semi rigid pads on them. But when you hit them, they give way a bit, okay. which is more like a re- hitting a real person. And you can set up where the things go, but apparently it's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's re- apparently really good. Rogan says he uses it for all his striking instead of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. No, the I punching, think that'd be better. Especially if you're punching heavy bags, it takes, takes a lot uh, on, well, it's a lot of stressing on joints. But yeah, that's probably about the only thing that I'm missing. Um, and then, yeah, getting, getting the, and some ethernet cabled out there so that I'm not relying on, well, non-functional Wi-Fi mm. because it's a big middle box and just, yeah. There's no waves getting in the Faraday cage. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you guys? Uh, so, this week I've taken it off because it's my birthday week. Oh, shit. So, Dude. I'm going to just putt around the house, get my place in order. Um, Metaphorically then, speaking? or No, no, no. Literally. Just like I've got I've to fix up the, the, the kitchen area and all that stuff. So, Sorry, I, I was did some work on that. Today. Jordan Peterson on Q&A. Okay. That's rule number. What is it? Rule number one? 
was it rule number two i forget get yeah. your house in order yeah <laughs> yep um but yeah i'm doing that and yeah just when's your birthday out. uh wednesday I think. on wednesday Thursday? what are you what are you gonna do yeah cool i haven't planned anything so just i just took the week off just to you know just to, uh, basically to have it off and, and yep. rest up and and also because work's been yeah super busy how about we go out for dinner next weekend or something yeah yeah sure we can do that that'd be good birthday dinner the dindins what do you prefer saturday or friday night probably saturday all right i think would be good yeah. cool yep let's but do yeah, that yeah i'll hook something up yep chris yes Jeff. what have i got on this week mm. so it's the final full week before the canberra comedy festival so every day i'm looking to do a bunch of rehearsals so i've got all my material locked in so on the Monday the 18th, I've got the Raw Comedy State Final at the Street Theatre. and I'm doing a five-minute set there. Not expecting to win. I just want to compete and do well and get some laughs, see how that goes. Hopefully help that promote later stuff and get some rec- face recognition, you know, get some brand recognition through that. If there's 250 people in the crowd, they'll recognize me and go, oh, yeah, he was good or he was funny or whatever. And then on the Wednesday, we've got our proper show, which is an hour-long show where I'll do 20 minutes, roughly 15, 20 minutes. Um I think I'm second up out of the three of us. Yep. And then there's another week. Up, so getting all ready for that. But then there's another week after that. And then going to Melbourne. So pretty much it's just lots of rehearsing. Because in Melbourne, we're doing 12 shows down there. Um, and that's going to be the same as the Canberra Comedy Festival set. The 20 minutes each type. Or 15, 15 minutes each. Because it's a 50 minute room slot at the Fad Gallery in Melbourne in Chinatown. 7pm, 9th to the 21st of april and we've sold a few tickets already which is nice i think they're just people who know people in the show so far but it's good we've got like 2500 flyers that we're getting printed i'll have to show you guys the flyers after the show they look good um can i ask you a question yeah what's what's it like amongst the the i guess the comics like what, what's what's the what's the whole scene like are people like friendly or is it like competitive it, var- um, it varies depending on the people some people I've found very competitive in a very subtle way. Like other people, I've found very friendly. Um, other people are a bit defensive. But overall, it's a very nice group of people in a lot of ways. As long as you don't come in being super like... If you seem like you're going to be sexist or racist or anything like that, people will like shut you out. You're done. There's like no space for that. Everyone gets super anti that. Hmm. There's a lot of... Because it's... It's a very welcoming group to an extent, but then there's like an inner circle of people who've been doing it for a while and they're all friends with each other and so it's hard to break into that inner next group, that next, who are the ones who are booking the rooms and putting each other on their shows all the time and stuff like that. Yeah. I've found it very, very good getting together with uh, Nick Schuler and Taylor Coftry in our Three Blind Men thing because we all started around the same time about 18 months ago and we're all, I think we're all pretty funny, but we're all different enough that it's a good variety and... It's sort of allowed us to rely on each other a bit and sort of say hi and talk about stuff and do this other side comedy podcast, which is just telling jokes and being stupid for half an hour type thing. But so that's that's a lot of... It's good in going to Melbourne with like two other guys so it's not just one person on their own. I think that would be quite hard to go down there and do like a full hour by yourself. And, and your act, is it just going to be um, like... 
It's all stuff you've seen before. Yeah, yeah, just three individual acts. We're not doing a joint thing yet. That would be pretty hard to write. It's just us doing like 15, 16 minutes each. I don't think I've seen anyone ever do that, like in stand up comedy. Like three people on the show. Oh, they do it. Like if you look up, there's a show called Bumping Mics, which is, you remember, oh, your favorite from Dr. Katz, where he's like, Dr. Katz, you and East Coast are a West Coast gangster. Dave Attell, he's got a show which is kind of like a roast thing where him and one other guy, the guy from all the roast battles. Yeah. They get up and the Comedy Central roast battles and they make fun of each other a lot and they roast each other and they roast people in the crowd. Right. It's called bumping mics. It's really good. And every time they do a good one, they go, okay, yeah, and they bump their mics together. It's right. like a little thing. It's pretty funny. It's pretty harmless, but interesting. They just make fun of each other a lot and they have some pretty good pretty good jokes. Actually, but yeah. I've been looking for, you remember Franklin AJ? So yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, I don't think he's around anymore yeah he is he, is. he still does he stop. was on like deadwood and stuff like that he's he's he he still living in australia no nah, he moved back after 9 11 because he had a few people in his family die or something like oh, that shit. okay right. yeah he moved back a while because he was sort of famous in the late 90s over here he'd sort of moved over here to retire he was on the panel and yeah. he went on that celebrity squares and he was doing a few things like that but then after september 11 he went back but he's created a bunch of shows and he's um there's actually, he's got some good jokes. He's got some great jokes. And he's been around for a long time. He actually wrote a book about stand-up, but there's a really funny bit. You know, that guy, I like Stuart Lee, and I haven't really been able to show you some stuff. That, the guy who said to Ang Lee, he's like asking, interviewing him about the Hulk, and he's like, yeah, Ang that, Lee, you, you wouldn't you like You did show me that. Yeah, yeah. You did show me that. I showed yeah. you that, but I haven't showed you any of his longer form stuff, which right. I really like. Damn, keep clipping. I don't know why keep. it keeps happening because I'm in the same space. Anyway, where he says to Ang Lee, it's like, don't make me Ang Lee. You wouldn't like me if I was Ang Lee which I think is pretty funny, but he, he's he got this bit about he found an old um, Franklin AJ record from the 70s and I don't want to ruin the bit, but he reads out the title of all these different comedy bits that he did and they're pretty crazy. Like they're very much of their time as far as what people would class as sexist. I'm sure they're fine when he says them, but he's just like... The uh, th- that joke that he did on whatever it was, but you know, I'm, I'm sure the VHS is probably buried somewhere in your house. Um, the Star Trek one. Oh yeah, when um Spock goes into every um, seven years. Yeah, 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 yeah. He needs to find a mate, and then he gets all aggressive and stuff. And like Kirk's gonna have sex with the woman with um six six breasts, and DeForest yeah. Kelly's like, no, Jim, no. <laughs> that. No, but when he says, I think they're on the bridge, and he's like, you know, Spock, I need you to, you know, do whatever. He's like, fuck you, Some Captain, calculations I ain't like, shit. Fuck you, Jim, I ain't estimating shit. Another <laughs> <laughs> seven years, I'm going to get me a piece of that ass. I'd love to find that yeah. on YouTube, but it's not. I've looked there. It's right. not. And I think you could probably find it somewhere, him doing that set somewhere else, but it wouldn't be the same. No. That was such a good video. That had Dave, um, what's his name? He's really famous now. Um, The Australian guy. He's on like all this stuff and he sold out a little bit. Dave Chappelle. No, the Australian one. He he talks like he 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 talks like this. Oh, uh, you know no. what I'm talking about. No, <sighs> I can't remember. I can't believe I can't remember his last name. And had all these comedians before they were famous yeah. doing their Melbourne comedy stuff when they were just up and comers. And it was a great video, like a good compilation. And it wasn't in a big area. It was in like a small club. Yeah. And it was played at two in the morning, and Ben was just taping everything. On VHS, God, back in the day, huh? Video recordings. The problem is that those things they they basically start to uh, 
perish over they do time. degrade they, yeah. <clears throat> i think it varies on the quality dad always dropped a mint i think if you get the cheap ones they degrade a lot quicker because they're a lot thinner i think the, the the expensive ones that we used to buy probably last a bit the tapes themselves are film yeah 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 i think they apparently um, people are using tapes again who but tape sales have gone up google it cassette tapes mm. Oh yeah, like a retro thing, like vinyl. Mm. Like vinyl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, vinyl. At 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 JB, you can buy a retro boombox that takes tapes and CDs. No shit. And Bluetooth. Well, there you go. So, because I haven't seen any tape equipment for sale, like for the last twenty five years, but um, you know, I mean, vinyl's always been around. I think it always will be. But mm. but um, cassette tapes. And and I I could swear to you that I saw a chick walking down uh, Lonsdale Street with a Sony Walkman. A Walkman. Like, like she had the, the headphones yeah. like what the yeah. fuck well, that's, that's that's a Walkman and she had this big thing like just um, like a belt yeah. attached to yeah. a belt and looked like she was going to the gym which is kind of funny she was wearing Lycra but um, <laughs> Sony Walkmans was she wearing like leg warmers and no like, <laughs> <laughs> would have been a funny leotard it would have been funny the big socks big woolly socks yeah. around her would be awesome yeah that's pretty cool Bluetooth wireless technology CD slash cassette player USB playback and report it has a rating of two hmm Oh, yeah. But I like the idea. That's so funny. Tapes. <laughs> I remember the first time I went overseas, the holiday in Chile with the family, mm. and I took a full shoebox in my luggage with tapes, just music tapes, and I had a whole bunch of them as well with me carrying on the plane. I had to carry spare batteries and stuff like that. Just such a bulky thing to carry. What are yeah. they? Yeah. What are those things? So this company called Flea Market sell blank cassette tapes at JB Hi-Fi. Um, I'm not sure why, but people are giving it really bad reviews. And well, they're saying it's poor grade of tape. I got these to try out, but I would have been better off buying some TDK D tapes. The case is poor and weak and the tape, while it looks like okay ferric tape, is bad. I used a three-head deck with manual calibration and could not calibrate the tape. The bias needs to be very low and you need to boost the levels almost all the way up. It's still not right. This tells me the ferred... Ferret coating is very thin. No, I do not recommend this. I personally, I don't recommend tapes. Tapes aren't that. We're never that good. Well, the, the really high quality ones, the metal tapes that Dad had, used to have, still sound amazing. But you have to have hardcore equipment. You that need gets really good stuff all the yeah, time, yeah. and it's impossible. The yeah. reason all this digital stuff is better is not just because it's better when it's at its best. Cheap versions of it are way better at the at the entry level. A CD player versus a cassette tape. Is like listening to something with your hands over your ears. Yeah. On this, it's just awful, and it's the same for vinyl. Anyone who says vinyl sounds better just has a shit CD player. Different sound. I don't mind the sound of vinyl. I think vinyl well, sounds. I don't mind it, nice. but people who don't, who people who go, yeah, the CD sounds cold. It's like no, it doesn't. You've just got a shit stereo set. You've just mm. got a shit setup. You just don't know what you're doing. I mean, it's, well, it's like when people this, say it sounds well, what does it even mean? Well, it's just <clears throat> I think they're listening. They just got a badly set up CD player. It's like if you had a vinyl and you set it up badly and go, this sounds really bad. So what? You don't know what you're doing. There's no reason logically for the vinyl to sound better except that you've got a better amplifier and better speakers plugged into it. I just remember tapes. Unless you bought an original recording, uh, an original tape, they, they were just noisy as hell. And, uh, and you could never get a decent copy. Like if you tried to copy a tape, it always sounded subpar quality. Well, that's... My dad never Unless bought... Unless you had like a, you know... Nakamichi yeah so that's the thing dad used to have which was like the tape diamond head 
record player and he would dub his records to his metal tapes. Yeah. And they cost more than buying the tapes in the shop, but they sounded way better. Did they ever do car vinyl players? Did anyone ever design a portable vinyl player that you could just slot in into like the dashboard of your vehicle? Like a mm. laser disc thing, but with vinyl. No, like yeah, like vinyl. Yeah, that would that be I cool. Of, no. Someone should. I'm sure someone's done that. That'd be that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Have a vinyl stacker in your boot. Because uh, you could get stackers. Remember those? You could yeah, yeah, yeah. and then pick the up another one. Stackers, yeah. yeah, my mate had one. No, no, vinyl yeah. stackers. Oh, vinyl stackers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for the like, yeah, yeah the like a jukebox. Yeah. 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 So they do exist. They exist for those mini, those mini vinyls. <laughs> oh, that is. So and they've cool. got all this stability in them, and they're all crazy. Like, I don't know what the point is. That you go over a bump, and the needle would go through the vinyl. It's like, silly. It's so dumb. I don't know what the point is. It's funny. It's funny, but you spend so much money for something that just, I don't know. It's pretty funny. There's a reason people, like, this this picture of Muhammad Ali with the vinyl in his car. Oh, holy shit. So, you have to be basically a multimillionaire to have that oh, back yeah. in those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just... That's crazy. This is actually really funny. These pictures are out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting this up on the social media. That is a cool... That's a cool photo. I, I, out of all the photos I've seen of Muhammad Ali, that's the coolest one I've ever seen. <laughs> Remember cool. the the first tape I bought? I'm pretty sure it was Public Enemy. Which one? Um, uh, Text Nation of Millions, I think it was. Right. Yeah. I had I had a couple so of originals. I had uh, Fear of Black Planet. Mm-hmm. I got that one too. Yep. Yep. I had uh, Apocalypse ninety one. I had. I think the rest were all copies. They were the only two original Public Enemies that I had. And, and then I had um, Music in Our Message on CD. Mm-hmm. I had... What else did I have on CD for Public Enemy? can't remember. But yeah. Tapes, man. Tapes. Yeah, because yeah, I had a Walkman suck. back then. Yeah. <laughs> Walkman. Yeah, Walkman. And I just used to listen to Walkmans. that non-stop. Sony Walkmans were good. Panasonic Walkmans were awesome as well. But the Walkman was a well, that was a proprietary um, Sony mm. uh, brand. So yeah, they they came course. up with it, and that's what then people you know became synonymous with portable cassette players. But yeah, I remember the Panasonic ones were really good, and why they were good was because they started to get thinner and thinner. Mm. They weren't that much bigger than a cassette tape, so you know, a cassette tape was was almost the yeah, um, yeah. you know, it was only slightly smaller. That were pretty cool. So lightweight, battery consumption became more important as well. So tapes and then and then what what came after tapes? Mini, Mini discs. Oh, well, no, that was CD. 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 Oh, that's play, right. Yeah, CD yeah. Walkmans. They were shit. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you and by the time they got good, people were, were moving towards MP3 players. Yeah, solid state stuff. Or, I'm going to disagree with that a little bit. I had I had a Discman for a while. Then I even got an AIWA eight bit CD player over in America. I, I used that for ten years. I had a portable. I had really good quality Bose headphones and I'd take my CDs. I had CD wallets. If it was sitting there doing nothing, sure. No, but it was it had anti-skip technology, like 45 seconds. It to would like buffer and all that stuff. It was good. The good ones were good. Towards the end, yeah, but then... Yeah, maybe state. the entry-level ones were shit, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I used to love my... I've still got my portable CD players and they still work. And then there was the Rio, Rio MP3 player. After mini discs, I had I've, I've still got my mini disc. In fact, oh, I was going dude. through through some boxes yesterday, yeah. trying to get some cables for my landing stuff, and um, 
Yeah, my my old Panasonic uh, mini displays. I used to love mini disc. Mini disc were awesome. I cannot understand why it didn't like take off. Too expensive. They were expensive. They were. They were. I suppose. Yeah. The players were expensive. They were so the media. I mean, the media wasn't cheap either. But mm. I mean, they lasted forever. But yeah. Um, and then it's just I think MP3 players. Yeah, I suppose they came around at the at the same time. Ish. The the Rio it was like a twenty twenty six meg or something like that, whatever it was. But those those first iPads iPods that came out was, was so good. They had like two gig on them, and they cost five hundred dollars, and their battery lasted for three hours. Like they weren't great. They had buttons all over them. The screens were terrible. Like they took it was like third generation or something before the iPods got decent. And, and then, then they got really good. And then, then the minis, Remember then the they iPod got, minis and stuff. They got superseded by the iPhones, and they stopped making bigger ones. If they if they sold a five hundred twelve or a one terabyte iPod, I'd still have one. I don't. I hate that they've capped them off. They don't sell the iPod Classics anymore. They only sell the iPod. But why you have a phone? I don't put lossless music on that. I use it for everything else. I want to be able to use my phone while I've got it plugged into my stereo. You don't put lossless music on your phone. How can I fit it? I want like 10,000 songs on there. Lossless. Okay. I want my whole... You know what I mean? I want every CD I've got that I ripped losslessly onto my thing to be able Fair to enough. put them onto at least 500 gig. Okay. They People sell them, but they cost too much. They cost like eight or 900 bucks. Yeah, no, it's a bit, it's a bit nuts. Because they put decent DACs in them. They're kind of like a portable CD player with the DAC technology. I mean, it makes sense. I guess I just haven't prioritized it It's just software, man. There's nothing special. I mean, yeah, that's all it is. And sure, the components and stuff like that, but even then, it's yeah, eight hundred bucks. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Movies. Have you gone to the movies lately? About a month ago was the last uh, Clint Eastwood's, maybe his last movie. He's getting pretty old. The Mule, mm. top movie. The Mule. Controversial statement. I'm going to say Clint Eastwood is going to be immortal. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm actually going to go back and start watching a lot of the movies that I haven't seen of his. I haven't seen... Um, I think his son Scott is a clone of him and he's going to put his brain into his body when he starts to die. Gran Torino. Gran Torino, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that. Love it. Alf, have you seen Harry Brown? I've not seen Harry Brown. Oh, is that the new one with... Uh, it's not new. It's It came out exactly the same time as Gran Torino. It stars Michael Caine and it's exactly the same story. No, they've got a new movie out with Michael Caine with um, Ray, um, Ray Winston. Ray Winston. Um there's like heaps of like these old school British actors and, and it, I haven't it heard looks of it crazy. but I want to see it but instead of seeing Gran Torino watch Harry Brown instead it's the same story with I Michael have seen Kane. Harry Brown well that's that's what Gran Torino is it's the exact right. same thing except racist right because I think in Gran Torino isn't, aren't there the bad guys black guys Where so it's a hardcore white power message whereas in the English one there's like some black guys some white guys it's just about thugs so I think the big market for Gran Torino was if you're an old white man and you've had enough, let live vicariously through Clint Eastwood killing some black guys. I did see Fahrenheit 11.9, so Mike Moore's last documentary as well yesterday. Was it good? It is good. America's... I've got a lot of problems. Some, <laughs> some, of, the, some of the stuff that, that he had in his, in his documentary is just, just crazy. Just yeah. the way people carry on... Just it's out of control. Mm. Out of control. Have you guys seen that new Julian Schnabel film starring William Defoe about Vincent Van Gogh? No. At Eternity's Gate. No. Nominated for Best Actor at all the award ceremonies and that. It's 
How many movies so has that guy done? Good. He's done like William 100 Defoe? movies. Yeah. He's done a lot, but this is the first time in a long time where he's been the star and it's like a really good... The director who did Basquiat and uh, Diving Girl and the Butterfly and all that, he described it as he goes, I didn't want to make a film where you get to see Vince Van Gogh. I want to make a film where you get to be Vincent Van Gogh. And when you watch it, you feel like that. It's got Mads Mikkelsen in it. It's got Oscar Isaac in it. It's got... Um, ah. Oscar Isaac is playing the paintings. <laughs> No, no, he's playing um, oh, Gogan, 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 Gogan. How do you say he's his name? playing Apocalypse. He's playing that other artist, Gogan, who was like really good friends with, uh, had like a friend relationship, some complicated things going on. But it's got a great cast. It, if it's still at the theatres, go see it because on the big screen, it's called At Eternity's Gate. It's so good and so crazy and so immersive. I haven't seen a film that immersive ever in my life it's kind of like imagine you thought what would that film be like if it was vr That's what about the blade runner 2049 that was pretty immersive that was immersive but you never felt like you were ryan gosling i felt that was Ryan. shut gosling. up shut up shut up shut up yourself, shut up yourself. <laughs> um yesterday all my troubles seem so far um yeah no i I don't know if it's still playing, but if it is still playing, get along to the theater and see. Watch at Eternity's Gate. It's a, it's a challenging at times experience, but I think being Van Gogh was challenging at times. But it really drives home how hard it would have been to be an artist back in seventeen or eighteen. What is it, the eighteen hundreds? Hmm. Was that when he was around seventeen, eighteen hundreds? I think if you wanted to make any money, you pretty much just had to work for the Catholic Church. Well, he didn't make any money. Well, there you go. He That's what I'm saying. If you wanted to make any money, struggled. <clears throat> And then now he's the most famous artist, modern artist of all time. Hmm. Crazy, right? Him and, I guess, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Yeah. Uh, there was a movie called Arctic with... Um, um, William Defoe? No, no, no. With the, the, the Danish guy. What is it? Danish? Norwegian? Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. That looked really good. He's in a, he's in a lot of movies too. He's a he's got good like actor. Two movies came out in the last six months, both on Netflix. One of them good, one of them trash, apparently. Right. But Arctic was at the movies and that looked really good. Uh, so okay. I wanted to go see that. Okay. Um, yeah. How are we going with our movie challenges? I still haven't watched. <laughs> we sort of stopped, didn't we? We did. We failed. I, I haven't seen the Philip Hoffmore Seaman one and you haven't seen the... Most anime, Wanted Man. I haven't seen... Your Name. Upgrade. Yet. No, not Upgrade. Your Name. Your Name. Your Name. I, I downloaded Upgrade now that I've got the internet again. <laughs> you just replaced the one I wanted to watch <laughs> with one that you want to watch. And you go, I've almost seen it. I, I upgraded no, 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 it's not an upgrade. you got to watch your name. i got to watch The Most Wanted Man. we got to do that. Okay. We've been saying this now for a year. Yeah, that's okay. We'll get there eventually. The viewers. The There's viewers. No Bailey has gone and seen your name and loved it and recommended it to you. All right, let, let's give him a task then. What should he watch? Mr. I'll Bailey. Tell him to watch Tamasha. But if you're listening, um, He's Mr. Listening. Mr. Bailey, He's can you right um, watch Simon. an Indian film? Simon. An Indian film. <laughs> named Tamasha and give us an honest review about by the end of it what you think of it I'm really curious Tamasha Tamasha it's an Indian film but don't look up any reviews or anything about it it's on Netflix do they make serious movies in Bollywood yeah do they make yes very do you mean mo movies with no song and dance no as in nothing that's like over the top like something that actually yes, resembles that, reality so uh, you know all the, the you mean no song and dance no, well, yes, they do. Definitely. I mean, do, do people go around singing yes. and dancing all the time in the streets? No, they don't. So, so no. 
But people don't exclude, people don't film real life either. But yes, they do. They make a lot of serious films. Right. They make more films than any like. They make a lot of serious films. Yeah. With no no like hyper reality in it. That's what you're talking about. Hey. Yeah. Like, no yeah. like. I'm talking like a serious drama. Well, it's funny as well because we put background music in our movies and we just accept it. But in real life, there's no music ever unless you're listening to it. There is sometimes. When you turn it on, there is. But these characters, just we get controlled don't, by the music. Don't you play music in the back of your mind like when, when, you're, when you're at work? I tell you what, I don't have music playing in, in, at all. I don't get to see close-ups of people's faces. Movies manipulate reality all the time. We're just used to one type and we're not used to the other type. I... I constantly permanently there's, there's there's a permanent score soundtrack but in the back think, of my mind there's this. one playing there's there's music playing right now our memories of our life have songs playing and have montage it's not like that in real life but in retrospect it's often more like the bollywood film than it is like the real film we don't remember things re- in reality we remember hyper real we remember extreme parts you know does that make sense not really, but yes, they do make they do make more traditional Hollywood style films that don't have singing and dancing in them very much. So, yeah, because it seems like the only Bollywood movies that I've ever seen, like trailers and stuff like that, are like crazy psycho action movies or you know romantic comedies and highly romanticized films, or both, all in one, or both. Yeah, <laughs> quite That's often some cool stuff. They do cater to lots of cool yeah, stuff. Very entertaining, but there are some very serious emotional ones, and yeah political ones and all that other stuff yeah there's actually if you wanted to look one up um i'll look it up now for a serious one that i think you'd quite like fill fill the gap while i'm looking it up i was gonna say speaking of willem dafoe he was in aquaman was he yeah he's been in everything sorry yeah sorry last night can you any good uh, it's not. It's not one That's of the a best. No. As soon as you it's say not, it's not good, the best. Like, uh, it's one of the better DC films, but it's not the best one. What is the best DC film for you? Uh probably one Wonder Woman. Oh really? Oh, yeah. I didn't like that that much. I liked it. That was awesome. And it's not because it was about a woman, which is. Hey, I saw some some reviews of the movie online, and people say yeah, it wasn't that good a movie, and then you know they got attacked. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought it was good. People um, get very sensitive about this. Well, things. you know the other uh, Dark Knight, they're the, they're the other ones that were good DC. In the in the comic books, is Wonder Woman. I hated the Dark Knight series, by the way. I liked it. You don't like Chris Nolan, do you? I don't dislike anyone particular who's in it, except for Christian Bale. But I just found all of it to be kitsch. I found the action to be unbelievable. He falls off a building and lands on a car. And doesn't even get hurt. It's Batman. No, that's stupid. He falls off like a 60-story building. He flies. No, he doesn't. He just falls and he's holding a woman and she doesn't get hurt either. They fall and they land on a car and they're fine. As soon as that happened, I was like... He used his bat wings. No, he he doesn't. What? He's wearing armor. Is she wearing armor? Also, how does wearing armor stop you from dying when you fall off a 60-story building? No, he he doesn't do that. He just falls. He just falls and lands on the car. It's the stupidest thing ever. He has a broken back and can't move and then suddenly it's better and he makes a jump that no one can make. He also says, oh, if you miss this jump and you're wearing the rope, it'll kill you. He does it and it doesn't kill him. It's constantly contradicting its own reality. It's not just my version of Batman. It says something in the beginning of the film and 20 minutes later, it breaks it. 
I think they're poorly made films. I think they're they're hyped up, and I think the reviewers tell everyone how to how to feel about them. I hate them. I hate those movies, and I think they're garbage. I That's an emotional outburst. Thank you. I think I think you're an emotional person. That's your opinion. What's this? You're showing me a, a Bollywood trailer. It's not. It's an Indian Hmm. <laughs> That's funny. The traffic there is insane. We'll uh, have to put a link to that on the Facebook page. The, the traffic, the traffic in, well, where I went was um, how long ago now? Two years ago. I went to Hyderabad for work, mm. and they've got big freeways and stuff like that. <coughs> What's up? What's your Wi-Fi? Kawula. What's the password? Put it on air. Do it. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I'll just tell everyone. No, I'm asking you to type it in. No, I don't want to type it in. Um, yeah, people people driving on the bloody wrong side of the road is insane. Yeah, you Wait, take your own Kuwait? life when you're in Kuwait. No, no, in no, uh, India, in Hyderabad. Oh. When I went to India, it was yeah. it was a really weird thing to see. See, uh, that film was actually about. about oh my god. That film was actually about Kuwait because there was heaps of Indians working over there, and as soon as uh, the US, um, Iraq invaded, they sent everyone out, and it was um, they tried to do a giant airlift to get all the Indian nationals out of Kuwait, and it's like this really interesting film about that. It's right. quite well done, but it's really interesting. All right, there we go. It's working. Um, what were we talking about? Movies. Movies. That's right. We're talking about Bollywood films. Yeah. And a recommendation for someone <coughs> to Tamasha. put, put Tamasha. that up so you can get that Tamasha. name. Tamasha. T-A-M-A-S-H-A. Cool. Uh, Captain Marvel. Mm. Are you keen on watching it? Are you keen on watching it? Right now, I have no interest at all in comic book film. I have not seen a trailer for a comic book film that's made me want to watch it in a long, long time. Every time I see a trailer, I'm like, cool, it's going to be a good guy and a bad guy and the good guy always wins or they almost win or almost lose at the end and there's a sequel and they win in the next one. If I'm perfectly honest, the only comic movies that I've over the years that I've only that I've sort of cared about um, X-Men and um, or the Batman movies and maybe not even that yeah probably just X-Men are the only ones that I've sort of really gone Guardians. out to the movies to oh I'm excited about that I'll go watch it um, although Avengers was good but Guardians I, of the Galaxy? no no, no. Really? I mean I like it it's funny and a lot of them are good but I don't get really excited and sort mm. of get sucked up by all the hype and so will I go watch it at the movies? Maybe, yeah. but I'm not, not hanging out for it or anything like that. Um, I wish they made another Dread. That would be good. Yeah. Aren't they doing that on Netflix? Uh, well, there were rumors. I don't think it actually went ahead because. Oh really? I think I was busy. Carl Urban. Yeah. No, I think I think he I think he wanted a stake in it. That was one thing. But then they were he was busy, and then they were trying to get either Netflix or um, Amazon to sort of sign. Oh, up. the Blomkamp. What's happening? What's he doing? What's Neil Blomkamp well, doing? Well, it's like a year since we watched all those inter, inter interactive short films that he did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. What's he now. up to? He's doing something good. He's doing something crazy. I remember reading it. We oh. spoke about it a few months ago. Have you guys watched Battle Angel Alita, the new Rodriguez nope. film? Nope. It's at the theaters right now. It's a remake of an anime done with like computer graphics. I saw the trailer and it looked a bit lame. 
Yeah, it probably is a bit lame. I mean, it's James Cameron producing, so what do you expect, right? Mm. 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 I reckon it could be all right. I don't know. Is it a kid's film? It's a PG-13. Oh, no, sorry. It's M, actually. Sorry. Um, but I heard it's the story lacks some stuff, but it's worth watching. Right. Um, so it's not it's not a great story, but you know the 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 visuals and the. I, d- the I just didn't think the vi- really I was good. I wasn't impressed by the visuals when I saw the trailer. I no, think the I'll original it, the original I'll... anime was an amazing film. I don't know why they remade it. I can't think of like James Cameron bought the Dude, rights. Dude, they to do it. that all the time. But James Cameron bought the rights to it. 15 Let, here, years let's ago. take a really good story and ruin it. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what they did with um, what's the one with with Scarjo? Hmm. Oh, one, yeah, Ghost in the Shell. That's right. Ghost in, yeah. yeah. But the result of that is when people Google Ghost in the Shell, they don't find the Japanese one anymore. They find the American bad film. They don't go watch the Japanese one. They don't find out about Japanese cinema. That's the purpose of remakes. They're not trying to make a good film. They're trying to distract away from other film industries so you stay in Hollywood. They're putting roadblocks up. So whenever you search for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, you don't get the Swedish one. You don't go find mm. out about Swedish cinema. You get the American one, which is average as hell. It doesn't have sequels. It just makes an average film and then it's done. I never bothered with the the Hollywood versions of The Ring, but I remember the Japanese versions of that were crazy yeah. good. Especially the first one was like insane. Yeah. I remember watching that. Was, oh, but Google so original. That. Google mm. The Grudge or The Ring or any of those, mm. and you don't get the Japanese one. You get the American one. Yeah. So that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I've got an Amazon trial. I have to apologize. I've been super angry and rude yeah, the last 15, 20 years. Yeah, it's been very minutes. emotional, Chris. Yeah, I just... These films, films get to me. They no, get to my heart the, and soul. It is. It's, it's, it's not the, the films. Film. It's the coffee. I think I think you had too much coffee. Because I gave, you, I gave you four shots instead of two. And and yeah, it's just brought out all this emotion. Yeah. That and, and probably, you know, some of the withdrawals is, you know, no podcast for, what was it, two months? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, it's, just, it's been building up, all that tension. So you haven't watched Upgrade yet? I haven't yet, but I shall. What are you I doing? Might, I might even watch it doing? tonight, depending on what time I get home. So right now we're watching the, the, the trailer for the anime of Battle Angel Alita. It was so damn good. It was so well made. It was only 55 minutes long. It was just this perfect, like back in the late 80s or whenever it was done. It looks so classic, doesn't it? What's your favorite anime of all time? Uh, A- action anime. The Royal Space Force. Wings of Honomies. Action anime. That is an action anime. It's not action what are you talking about? It's got some of the greatest action of all time. It's done by the guys who did the... What are you talking about? I'm talking about serious movies. <laughs> Just kidding. The, I know, but what are you... I don't even know what you mean. I'm not sure why that's even a joke, I, though. I... He's trying to bring out your anger. Because I'm, I'm thinking, you know, violence. Um, yeah. They're not that violent. They're, there's a bit of violence, but it's not really. It's, it's, it's PG violence. No, it's not. It's PG. That film has got sexual violence between a man and a woman an attempted rape scene it's rated r in every every area it's we, got people getting there getting shot getting killed it's got a battle scene maybe maybe i'm your i think it. we watched the first 20 minutes of it and you were tired and that scarred your memory of it we need to watch the whole thing one day it's still in my top 10 films of all time and it's an amazing it's an amazing it's made by the guys who made um oh what's that movie you know the ones with the battle the the big suits not not Gundam. What is Battle, it? Battletech. No, not Battletech. The later one. Uh, Robotech. No, 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 no. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. What about you, Elf? Favorite anime? Hmm. Action. Action anime. Uh, probably to toss up between like Ninja Scroll 
Ninja Scroll is pretty good. Or That's pretty good. Fist of the North Star. Fist of the North Star, yeah. for sure. Um, I'm with you. I think probably probably Fist of the North Star. Yeah. I, I like a little bit more than Ninja Scroll, definitely, up there. Um, Akira, Akira is up there yeah. as well. Ghost in the Shell. And remember that Street Fighter anime that they did? Yes. That was yes, amazing Fighter, as well. Definitely. Yep. yep. Yeah, I need to watch that again, Chris. There's probably like some crazy 4K version of it now. Yep. Yeah, and they would look unreal. Anime is always amazing mm. in high def. You know how you, when you go into stores to see TV? Yep. And they, they put animes on because even if the TV is shit, it'll still yeah, look amazing. Yeah, it looks awesome. <clears throat> yeah. I never play sports because that's what they struggle with the most. It's true. Yeah. It's true. TV, the, the, the LED struggle with, unless you get like high high um, refresh rating on it, when, but yeah. they, they cost a fortune. Yeah. Cost a lot of money. So yeah, get yourself a, um, for two grand. I might, I might send you some suggestions. Yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. I'll, uh, I'll put that on my, my list yep. of potentials. Cool. Alrighty, how are we doing for time? It's five o'clock. How about we wrap it up there? Sure. Almost. I'm just trying to find. Ah, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were the guy, too. like the main guy behind this. That's what he made next. Okay. So he made he made Royal Space Force, then took a few years off to organize and made the Evangelion series. Yeah, yeah they were pretty big. The other one that was pretty big was um Van Helsing, and then they made the the movies. I've never seen the movies, but the. <laughs> that was with Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Jack Human. <laughs> Jack Human. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what's our homework? I'm gonna help well, out with the TV. He's gotta watch. <laughs> he's gotta watch Upgrade. No. no and no. your name. He's gotta watch your name. Upgrade is not part of this. That's just something he's deciding to watch by himself. I'm gonna go get okay. the Nez, by the way. Oh yeah, get that. Yeah. We'll have a couple of quick games before yeah. I have to head out. Yeah. That's cool. my homework for you both: is to watch Upgrade. Okay. Yeah, I, I will. I'll so watch you upgrade. have to watch your yep. name. Okay. And Alf, you got to watch Tamasha, and Simon Bailey, you got to watch Tamasha. And I want to get it. I want to get it. No, don't look up any spoilers or what it's about. Just watch it in one go, top to bottom, and then I want a full review to see what you think of it. I'm really curious about people think of this film. Cool. Tamasha. Right. It's not on Netflix. Is it? it is on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Easy. Fun.